going live. <laughs> right, well, hello, and here we are again. It seems to be becoming a bit of a habit. <laughs> going live streaming onto Facebook shortly as well. So I've got the Facebook stream next to me, so I'll be able to see as soon as that pops up. It does come up quite quickly, starts live streaming. So it's normally a few people are um, on live stream, you'll be a, a few seconds behind us. And I'm on the right platform today, so I'm on Chrome. So hopefully we won't have my technical hitch. And I'd like to introduce you to my lovely guest today, Daniela Exley from um, Beats, Pulse and Time. Is that Hello, everyone. Right? Hello. Hi. In her beautiful house. And what's this lovely piece of art you've got behind you? This is it's something we found in a car boot sale. Um, Oh. It's like a little door thing. I'm not sure what it used to be. It's like a little. It's lovely. It's cute. Oh, isn't it? I think we are. Hopefully, yes, we are now live streaming on Facebook. So that's good. That's what. Oh, hang on. We have to turn the volume off quickly. Otherwise, we get ourselves in double, which is never nice. <laughs> Bad enough. So, little door that you found out a car boot sale. Is there something inside the door? There is nothing inside the door, but I wonder if there would have been something behind the little doors at some point. Don't know where it's come from. Don't know. It looks quite, because um, you're um, Romanian, aren't you? Yeah, yes. And it, it has a Romanian look, look, doesn't it? It looks like it's come from somewhere around there. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, that's nice. Let's pick it yeah, up. Yeah, no, I love it. And it, and it offers an enticement mm -hmm. to something more, doesn't it? It's like, yes something more and I feel that's quite an interesting kind of like analogy because I feel that this time that we're experiencing now is an exciting moment of something more what is going to be on the other side of this mm, indeed so many lovely things happening so horrible things as well but I think we have to decide how we are what perspective we're going to take on it and I have decided that my perspective is going to be positive and I'm going to think about all of the amazing opportunities and all of the wonderful things that are happening as a result of us having to change the way we behave and change the way we live our lives and I found just an amazing connectedness to people they were saying about yeah. social distancing Hi, Suzanne. But I don't feel socially distanced from anybody. Do you? No, I don't because there's so much. We are so incredibly lucky to be able to do things like this and actually connect. You know, we're connecting. So it's yeah. not really that it's social distancing. It's more the physical distancing. Mm. Um, missing giving people hugs. Yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing that kind of like when you greet people and you go up and you give them a hug and a kiss and we've become very much a, a quite a, um, a society um, culturally to hug and touch and kiss everyone when we greeted them, which is probably why we're paying the massive price for that now. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel socially distant. In fact, I feel socially so much closer. And in my journal, so I'm doing the Kent Creative Social Journal. I don't know whether you've seen that online. No. It's amazing art project that Nat Natalie is running. She runs Kent Creatives and she set up a Kent Creatives social journal. Oh. And um, and that's on Facebook. So you can um, do a journal. You can start at any time. You don't have to have started 
on day one. You can start at any time. And I've been keeping a journal and my journal, because I'm, you know, a practitioner. I'm not an okay, I am an artist. We're all artists, really. We're all creatives. But I don't, you know, make art as my job anymore. Um, so I've been, mine is very much more words and blessings. And what I've been keeping mm. is a record of all the people I've been talking to every day. That's lovely. That's so lovely. So lovely to look back every, uh, you know, I looked back last night. I was writing who I'd spoken to over the weekend. And I looked back over the past weeks and I was like, wow. I've spoken to my auntie. Um, so not always face to face, but on Messenger um, as well. Um, so my aunt, my cousin, who's having a baby in Holland, my aunt mm. in Spain, who's on full lockdown. Um, Paul's godparents in Spain, we spoke to on FaceTime on over the weekend. We spoke to Paul's brother in New Jersey over FaceTime. And we do this, but we don't do it regularly. So yeah. now it's, I hopefully will make a new good habit of regularly connecting with those people instead of just waiting for Christmas when you send them a Christmas card or a box of chocolates or something. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that that will trigger a good habit in me. That's so good. I think lots of people have been doing this, really speaking to their extended families and their friends. And it's been so lovely, actually, just getting in touch with lots of different people and having really long chats and conversations and yeah no, I'm, I'm feeling very connected in that way as well what I really love as well is that because we're doing a lot of this visually because we're so blessed with the access to technology um that you're seeing into little glimpses into people's homes and how they live <laughs> so when you see them on the street you don't see that do you and when you're on the telephone you don't see that and when you send them a card you don't yeah. but I this lovely way of um, connecting that we have now, this we're so lucky with the internet. Thank goodness that we can access this. You get these lovely little views. And I'm going to do, over the weeks, I'm going to do little interviews with artists in their studios and people can get an insight. So we can't do open studios this year because obviously we're um, not allowed to go out. We've got to stay at home. So I'm going to do it online like this as part of the broadcast is I'm going to go into the studios and they can give us a little tour and maybe they'll do a little you know if you'd like to buy something if you'd still like to buy yourself a little treat then you know contact me and they'll give their contact details so that's something I've got planned for the future but today um this particular talk today is about taking care of your mental health and well-being during this time and I think um our mental health, we're becoming much more aware of how to look after our mental health and um, how to um, care for ourselves. Self-care is something that we're all um, much more aware of now, I think. And when I'm dealing with one-to-one -one clients, a lot of times that comes up as their main goal is I want to become more aware of myself. I want to grow my awareness of how to look after myself and how to grow, this word grow, as a human. But I think we can't deny the fact that we all have episodes of feeling anxious and um, depressed and I think that's quite normal that we all have those moments because it's old stuff coming up and we have to see it and deal with it but at a time like this when we're in a pandemic and we're all at home I think maybe I know I have it's a bit like grieving I've had these waves of feeling very optimistic which is the one I'm adopting 
as my mantra but i have had waves of feeling very wobbly and very um having a bad stomach having um really weird dreams really mm -hmm. i had a dream that the whole house burned down oh wow and um around me and i'm getting a bit tearful you know yeah. i had um a couple of saturdays ago i was very tear i felt very tearful um sorry that's my that's my medicine that's my um chamomile tea very good um so yeah a bit teary and um overwhelmed by everything and didn't really know what to do i was still spending way too much time looking at facebook and listening to the news at that point and um hadn't really got to grips with myself and and i think all of this if anyone's still feeling this or they're feeling this episode i think this is completely normal it's completely normal in our everyday lives but even more so normal the normal is to have these ebbs and flows of positive and negative um at this time because we've we've become used to that word on the media about the herd immunity but i think there is also a thing about herd anxiety as well that anxiety um during a pandemic can be almost as contagious as the virus itself because we're exposing ourselves to um the, the media and social media because we're at home and our routines have slightly gone away mm -hmm. and we need to um take charge of that and acknowledge it not feel pressured by it and say that's okay it's okay to feel like this um so you're not going mad you haven't lost your marbles this is all normal we all feel like this and we're in any ebbs and flows during the time and um there's a thing i've been talking to my clients about this um about the fact that we're living in these super anxious times and i've spent years saying to my clients it's okay there's no saber-toothed tiger out there you don't need to be prepared and ready and alert for the saber-toothed tiger you can look for actions and not not be leaving everything to your subconscious brain to be in charge but actually the virus is a bit like a saber-toothed tiger isn't it mm -hmm. and i think in a lot of us it's triggered that fight or flight mechanism which is triggered by um our amygdala and you know about the amygdala it's that very old thing behind the ear very old um mechanism in our brain that protects us from the saber-toothed tiger but in our modern times getting run over by a bus um walking in front of traffic eating something poisonous it's there to you know protect us um but it only has an on and off switch and i think um it triggers the sympathetic sympathetic nerve and we get all of these anxiety behaviors which then are a bit like really bad habits we start doing stuff that's really bad really bad habits for us because we're uh, reacting to that so today i wanted to talk about how to trigger the antidote to that and i hopefully i've triggered that in myself because now i'm decided very much i'm going to be have a positive perspective and look at all the opportunities and all of the amazing things that could come out of this so how can you what's the antidote how can you trigger your parasympathetic nerve and there is quite a lot of things how you can you probably can't turn off completely your responses to it straight away 
it will take a little while. But we can um, trigger this parasympathetic nerve. Now, I did do a little bit of research into the uh, fight or flight just to remind myself because I did a lot of this during my master's. And but that was like five years ago. <laughs> and I forget. I'm a normal human and I forget stuff. Mm. So um, I was I was really because I'm a researcher and I'm an academic and I love knowing stuff. So I was um, I reminded myself that um, the psychological reaction, this fight or flight, was uh, first described by a guy called Walter Bradford Cannon. So anyone who's doing one of those um, pub quizzes after this, when we're allowed to go back to the pub and we're doing pub quizzes, remember Walter Bradford Cannon. It's like a, you know, a special fact. He was the guy who um, first described and I'm reading this because it's easier for me to remember, because when you're doing these broadcasts, you get a bit of an adrenaline rush and it kind of fogs your brain for all of the detail that you would normally remember quite easily. If I was sitting in a room chatting to someone, all of this would be completely fine and easy to remember. But because I've got a bit of an adrenaline surge, because we're published, uh, broadcasting live to people and people are watching and listening, I've had that, you know, flood my my brain, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. So it's absolutely fine. I'm going to read. I'm going to read some of that information so I know I've got it absolutely right. So the body's sympathetic nervous system is activated due to the sudden release of hormones or chem chemicals such as cortisol or adrenaline. A bit similar to what I'm experiencing now, that floods your brain and gives you brain fog. But it also makes your heartbeat quicken. Well, we've got someone in the background. Who have we got? I've got my son popping his head. Um, I thought it might be Ian coming in to join us. So um, that trigger makes your heartbeat go faster. It makes you breathe faster. And it can make your entire body tense up. So that's the fight or flight. So you can freeze as well in that process. So the parasympathetic nervous system acts like the brake. So if you can trigger that, it puts the brakes on and um, calms down all of that and helps you um, with the anxiety and all of the outcomes of that. So how can we trigger the parasympathetic nerve? And I think that's what taking care of our health and well-being during this time is really focused on, how to trigger that for ourselves all the time and, you know, as a a good habit so there's lots of things so the first thing I did was I gave myself an embargo on social media so I'm still looking at social media but I'm not looking at it all the time and I am saying right I can look at it first thing in the morning uh, for about 30 minutes to just check in and make sure everyone's okay and get any news and then I'll do the same again in the evening and that's it I'm done I'm not doing any more than that hi Simon so I'm not doing any more than that um, twice a day. And I'm actually at the moment not watching the news, although I am logged into Downing Street Live. And yesterday it did flip up on my phone that they were live broadcasting that Boris had been taken into um, intensive care, which I have to say immediately triggered my um, anxiety response. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, person who's meant to be guiding us and leading us whatever you think about that man is irrelevant right now he's a human being 
he has a family, he has children, he has a wife who's pregnant, has been taken into intensive care. That immediately triggered off all of those floods of anxieties again. So I was like, wow, you know, although I feel I've worked on this for a week and I've got myself into really good habits, it took nothing. It took literally a flash up on my phone to trigger all of that flood of anxiety and a bit weepy, a bit teary. And I've had a bit of a stomach upset today. So it shows that, you know, you've, you've got to be um, aware of it and you've got to be um, conscious and cognitive um, during this time and be really you know, looking after yourself. So other things you can do, and we do this a lot, um, and I'm trying to do this every day as well, is spend time in nature. Now, again, at the moment, we're allowed to. We're allowed to go outside and go for our daily walk within government guidelines and we can stand under a tree. And standing under a tree, forest bathing is really great. And the Japanese are great advocates for this because the trees um, drop down um, really good stuff that we can really benefit from. So even if you haven't got woods near you, most of us can go and find a tree to stand under to um, let all of that goodness bathe down on us. And there's lots of um, science and research, if you've got time, uh, to have a look at. And it's really worth it. JSTOR, J-S-T-O-R, which is the academic um, platform that you would use if you were doing a master's or a, um, or a degree, a master's or a PhD, is now a free access to everyone. So you can get onto that uh, research base and have a look at forest bathing because it's really um, all the Japanese research into the benefits of forest bathing. All you need to do is find a tree. And so I'm taking my youngest, um, Charlie, and the dog out. And we're very lucky. We live in the woods. Um, so we go out every virtually every day and have a walk through the woods. And it's definitely helping. Um, be nice to yourself. So I'm um, having a bath, having a bath, getting completely immersing yourself in water even if it's just a shower actually as well is a really good thing for your mental health meditation we talk about meditation we had lovely daniela chatting to us about the benefits of meditation in the last couple of weeks on the wednesday live sessions and as we said the word meditation sounds like this massive thing doesn't it? it's just breathing just breathing in and out we do it all the time just go have another quite a dry throat um doing this i think again it's the slight anxiety and the um, adrenaline makes you um feel a bit dry so breathing and have um breathe in and have a longer breath out if you possibly can if you're doing the um meditation if you have the longer breath out is the relaxation breath um and and breathe deeply from your abdom abdomen abdomen i'll get that right in a minute Breathe from your abdomen. And I'm sure Daniela will speak to us a bit more about this in a minute. Repeti if you are a spiritual person or um, you have a faith, then doing a repetitive prayer is a really good thing for you. Something repetitive. Um, and I like, I like the um, serenity prayer. And what I'll do is I'll post some of these things up on Facebook afterwards so you can have a look at it. And the serenity prayer is to um, to accept that you um, just do what you can do and don't focus on the stuff that you can't do and be grateful for the things that you can do. And faith is a great thing right now for those who have faith. 
and have spirituality, it gives a lot of comfort. And I don't think we should underestimate that. And there's a lot of online, um, the um, Archbishop of Canterbury is doing a lot of online sermons. Now, he's not someone I would normally listen to in the everyday life. I wouldn't tra travel over to Canterbury and listen to him. But actually, he's doing a lot of online sermons. And I know where I live in Battle, our wonderful Dean, Lee, is doing a lot of online broadcasting. And that's that gives comfort. And um, I'm quite a spiritual person. I wouldn't say I'm a traditionally religious person, but I, I'm spiritual. I have um, faith and I'm finding that. And I know my mum has that and she's found that. And she's an old, you know, she's in her 80s and she's found that very comforting and helps her stay, um, keep herself calm. Speak to us as though, speak to yourself as though you're your own best friend. Be kind to yourself. You know, we get a lot of um, negative self-talk going on. And Vincent said to me um, earlier in the chat up here, he was saying um, he posted up his sketchbook because someone had told him to do it and to, and to keep going now. And I said, that's great, but at no pressure. It's not homework. This is about doing things that are making you feel good and making you feel better. So don't put added pressure on yourself. This is not the time to put pressure, external pressure on yourself. This is not the time to start, as I've uh, I've joked about on the Wednesdays, this is not the time for me to start a PhD. Mm. That is not a good healthy response to this time. It's also not a good time to regress to our bad habits of, you know, if, if we like a glass of wine or to start drinking a bottle of wine. If we are um, someone who um, finds solace in eating chocolates, now don't start eating boxes and boxes of chocolates and, and, and biscuits. This is not the time for that. But it's also not the time to start a diet. Mm -hmm. You don't have the um, support within your, your body is already dealing with enough, enough crisis. Do nice things. Be kind to yourself. Reframe the way you're talking to yourself. It's okay. You might be carrying a bit of extra weight now, and maybe just going out and standing in nature might help you position yourself so when this is past that you might decide now is the time. But now is not the time to start doing things that are super challenging. We're already challenged enough. So exercise practice if you are someone who does tai chi or yoga or pilates or ballet all of those things are online now it's amazing and you can i've always fancied doing a bit of ballet so i had a little watch i didn't do any i haven't got a bar or any mirrors but i used to do i used to dance a lot when i was younger and so i've been watching it and i might move towards doing a few moves at some point but i'm not putting myself under any added pressure um Progressive relaxation. Is that something you've ever done, Daniela? Progressive re relaxation? Mm, no, I don't know what that is. So when I um, was much younger, my and those people who know me well will know that I, my father had Parkinson's and he was diagnosed when I was about 22. Another sip of the tea. Um, he was diagnosed when I was about 21, 22. And it was an, an immense shock to me and it caused me to have I would describe as a nervous breakdown. And um, I had a very good employer who looked after me really well at that time. And they sent me for lots of therapies. And at that time, this was called 
relaxation therapy and it's about how you breathe and you tense bits of your body so you go around your body tensing and relaxing as you breathe so you tense your feet now if you if you've ever tried to tense your feet it's quite a quite a mental yeah and start going through all bits of your body so not just the external bits but you would tense your stomach tense your um thigh muscles tense your calf muscles and as you're doing it you're breathing and and as you, you tense them and you breathe in and then you relax them and you breathe out and it's incredible and i was taught how to do that and that was the thing that saw me through the other side and that is the thing that has secured my mental health and well-being for probably pretty much the rest of my life because i was taught to do that bizarrely underneath the arches of london bridge i went to see this therapist i would get on i was living in bexley village at the time and i would get on the train i couldn't do anything else my whole life was turned upside down i wasn't working I was pretty much not functioning very well at all. And I would get on the train from Bexley and go to London Bridge and go under the arches at London Bridge where this lady would be practicing. She was quite young. And this was quite an innovative new therapy at the time. It was about 30 years ago. And, um, and she taught me how to do that. And I have found that. So you can now Google. They now call it progressive relaxation. And again, Google that because I've found that has been um, great. The other things, as we said at the beginning, um, the phone a friend. Phone a friend has been great. So keep getting really connected. So either Messenger or um, FaceTime, Zoom. I'm using Zoom a lot. Have you tried Zoom? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Zoom's great because you can schedule a meeting and then they can click on the link and you don't have to be a member you can just send you can be the member and just send the links to everyone and i find the platform much more stable than facetime it's um doesn't wobble about and it doesn't kind of come in and out a lot as i say change uh, change your perspective change the way you look at things because if you change the way you look at things the things that you look at change so that's our bubble our bubble what's in our bubble changes and eat healthily this is a great time to start a habit of eating healthily. And that's why I invited Daniela to um, come and talk to us today about what she's doing personally um, with her health and how she's eating. I made your lovely lemon and cashew energy balls last okay. week. And I'm having, and they're my treat. <clears throat> they're my treat. So I have one a day. They're in, in the fridge and I have one a day. And they're just such a lovely treat. I have it with my coffee. Although, crisis today i've run out of oat milk <laughs> so i had to have almond milk which i don't like anyway and it's got like a bit of a for me it's got a bit of a nasty aftertaste so i'm gonna have to try i ran great park farm but they don't seem to have any it's all a bit of a cry but i'll work that one out um so yeah i made those last week and we made courgette cake which was is lovely. So I have I've had a bit of that as well. So yeah, be really nice if you could talk to us because I think this is something that we're very focused on food, aren't we? We're very focused on shopping for food, getting food online, buying local. How can we access food? What if the food runs out? Food is a massive mm. thing, and I think that could be one of the massive triggers for the anxiety. So 
be really lovely for you to talk to us about your take on food and what you're doing because I've seen you've been making soups and things at home and yeah soups on the go all the time all the time um yeah where you're accessing food where you're getting your food from that'd be really interesting food sustainers is it's our life force isn't it so i can i can see how that's causing anxiety and people not knowing where they're getting their food can they get food can you know so i am shopping at the local health food shop in hastings trinity who um now you can place an order online with them and they box it up um so you don't even have to go in the shop um i already have um enable and cold box yeah um, which comes every friday which is great so i get all my fresh fruit and veg um and then also sainsbury's i noticed they do a click and collect now so again you don't have to necessarily go into the shop um you can just pick it up in the car park which is been i saw people doing that i saw people doing it. i thought what on earth is yeah. going on there because i had to go and pick up some medication and um and i saw this it was a delivery lorry in the car park and then yeah, people were delivering it into the boots of their cars, which yeah. is great. So, you know, I think what I've really enjoyed watching so far is how creative people are in changing their businesses and coming up with solutions. I think um, as humans, we are incredibly adaptive. We are able to adapt really well to situations and we mustn't forget that. I think um, our adaptive nature is an amazing strength that we have. I came up with a word um, the other day, pliancy. So I write down in my diary, in my journal, there's all my words of the people I've spoken to. And one of the mm. words, my word for the day, last we last Wednesday was pliancy, Ooh. which means flexible and adaptable, because that was the day I'd done my live broadcast and it hadn't quite gone according to plan a little few technical hitches um, but I just you know powered on through I was like it's okay you know we're all very new to this and I was amazed by my resilience to it actually bearing in mind it's quite it's taken some deep digging because I hate even having my photograph taken so sitting here having to look at myself on the screen, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to look at the green light. I'm doing as they do on all the best TV programmes. Yeah. Yes, so Sainsbury's doing click and collect. Um, yeah, so all those different places I'm um, shopping mm. in. And the best thing is that I'm reinstating my garden veg beds, which mm. I'm very lucky to have a garden to be able to dig it, dig around in and um recreate my veg beds which I've ignored for the last few years um when I got diagnosed with arthritis I stopped gardening and it's been a great shame but um you know I feel great now how's your arthritis now I feel really good I mean all the supplements I'm taking and eating healthily and I I feel really good and even with the digging I'm I'm okay. So it's um isn't it funny? Yeah. My husband has had very bad knees for years and he's had operations on his knees. And he's been at home sleeping properly. Mm. He has been unwell, his asthma has been very bad, but it's touch wood, we're now on the other side of that, I hope. Um 
but he said you know he's sleeping properly you know eight hours a night and um for him that's i mean five hours was normal wow. um, yeah um so he's he's sleeping properly and he's eating properly because he's eating what i'm feeding him not what he can grab mm -hmm. um from some sort of you know sandwich bar yeah in the city and he said yesterday my goodness my knees have never felt so good how terrible we are how badly you know we need this physical body yeah and and yet we treat it so badly and i was speaking to susanna who i know is watching hi susanna um and susanna Aral, who does um lots of um marketing with me and um, she's doing, she's working on the Pure Book for Life at the moment. And she was saying, she has been working, hello. Um, she's been working on her veggie bed at the back of her house. And mm. she, she was having me in stitches this morning because she said she's been digging away and she found a, a debt chair, an entire and a part of and a part of a lawnmower. I was, I was like, archaeology, this is not, but I mean, it's social history. That's so funny. <laughs> So yeah, you've been working on your vegetable bed. Oh well, yeah, bed beds are reinstated. I've got seedlings happening. Um, it's very exciting. I'm finding it very exciting, and it's it feels like we've been given permission to really slow down and really consider all these things again, where our food comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such an important thing that we haven't although we we've been saying it have we actually been acting on it i totally agree i've read all the stuff about you know slow working and mm. you know being cognitive and thinking where you're buying your food and um the food miles and we all know all of these sayings don't we food miles sustainability but ha how many of us can hand on heart say oh yeah but i was doing it i was like oh that's for someone else not even that i think it's just that we just became so accustomed to everything being so easily accessible and so there all the time that we just took everything for granted and i think that's another big thing that's coming up for me a lot is gratitude you know again it's something that we've been talking about a lot but actually how grateful were we for everything that we had in our lives I know. Oh, I know yeah. some of the things that I've written down as my gratitude, and I, and and they are just the most basic things. So I've been in my diary again. I've been keeping gratitude. So that's on this top bit up here, and and some there's some recurring themes like friends, confidence, fresh air, um, dog walking, baking. There was gin and tonic on there, but I wasn't going to tell. Hot cross bun pets children family battle i'm so grateful mm. to live here especially now so grateful for that it kind of comes up every day friends again sunshine my my boys being healthy my daughter is happy where she, in her life i know she, i know christy if you watch this that the job can be quite trying sometimes but i know you're generally happy and you'll be really happy at the end of the week when you get your easter gift um, energy I'm very grateful for energy so the very fundamental things um, awareness technology comes up quite a lot on my gratitude um, birds birds so I was listening to a woodpecker this morning in the garden and again we say about gratitude and I remember when 
I was a child, my mum would always say, count your blessings, count mm. your blessings, young lady. And I know it's something I should do, but I hadn't actually done it systematically until now. Or it's been just kind of something that we thought about rather than actually feeling it. Yeah. You know, it's that actually feeling yeah. into something that um, that does create that switch between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system yeah. when we actually feel into something rather than just a thought process. Absolutely, absolutely. We have such a myriad of feelings, but we only have names for like a handful. Mm. and I think you know as a society I, when I'm working with my clients one-to-one -one, I always say so how does that feel mm. and they look at me like oh my goodness she's asked me like that really difficult a-level question and I don't know what to say mm. well, can you feel it in your body whereabouts is it you know so mm. breathe into it where is it located in your body is it light is it heavy does it feel warm? Does it feel cold? You know, and they're like, wow, I've never kind of thought about my feelings in a structured way like that. I think because also we're quite used to um, not allowing ourselves to feel. Mm. So, um, for example, when we go, when I take people on retreat, I feel like this is almost like a retreat. Yeah. We are in a retreat for ourselves. And often when I do take people on retreats a lot of feelings come up when you are in this kind of um, isolation in a retreat mm -hmm. sense feelings do come up and it's good to feel those feelings and then you're able to move beyond them so um, yeah lots of feelings have been coming up for me the anxiety and the worries and all sorts but switching it back to the gratitude and actually we've been really just so grateful for the food on our plates every day you know just properly properly being grateful for that yeah yeah just having food just having food just we are so incredibly lucky and privileged to have everything that we have available to us I know we're worrying about whether we can get an Ocado delivery or a Sainsbury's click and collect. And yet there, this mm. is a pandemic, which means it's going on globally. And, you know, there yeah. are third world, there's still third world countries still suffering from famine and war. And I think we, you know, we need to remind ourselves of that, that we're incredible. We might have to stay yeah. at home, which is in absolutely imperative that we stay at home. Otherwise this will go on for much longer than yeah. is necessary. And, the outcomes on people's businesses, which I don't think we can underestimate, will be catastrophic. Um, we need to, you know, enjoy it for the for the short time, but appreciate that it, you know, we need to minimise it. But there are people who are suffering um, in other countries who haven't got any possibility of, you know, they wouldn't even know what we were talking about if we yeah. said, you know, to go to a shop, let alone yeah. have it delivered in a van by a man. And you know, Yemen is still the most um, um, I'm trying to come up with the, the right word here to not be um, to not be rude or dismissive. It, it, you know, it's it's the most backward country with the people suffering the most, and that that won't have changed. So how you know how can we think about this time and think send our positive energy out to those people as well, and the people who are suffering from domestic abuse and being having to sit in a room with those people who you know they least want to be with right now 
yeah and it's again it's it's it is good to feel those feelings and have that but mm. at the same time i think we need, to, we need to come back and not get dragged into not allow our emotions to get dragged into negativity i yeah. think um like you were saying earlier about focusing on all the positives that will come out of this yeah. as a collective i think that's a really mm. beautiful thing yeah i am as i said you know i've decided my mindset is going to be positive and my mindset is and my perspective is going to be look at the look at all the amazing opportunities and that positive energy if we all do that if we all put that positive energy out as you say you know that can have um energy is i have reiki healing i'm sure you do reiki as well don't yeah. you yeah. um and the energy in that is transformative um mm. in my life and I've only been doing having Reiki, Nikki, lovely Nikki Weatherall. I think Nikki was mm. watching earlier. I don't know whether she's watching now. And Nadine Searle both have um, given me Reiki. Mm -hmm. And um, I find it has transformed the way I can look at things. It's given me just, I was talking about this um, last week as well um, on Wednesday. We, you know, we have our knowns, don't we? And then we have our known unknowns. And then mm. there's this other stuff. Mm. all of the Reiki is working in the other stuff and I'm happy to leave it there just working for me without me having to understand it and that's how I feel this energy is happening now I'm having a positive perspective it's happening out in that other stuff I don't need to understand it I don't need to put a label on it or try and come with some logic to it it's just happening out there yeah um, the other thing I've been thinking a lot about is about how um, our own our own health has been reflected in the health of the planet. So we are um, we are organisms, but the planet itself is an organism as well. And the health of the well, we've been pretty unhealthy as a society in many ways for a long time and I think it's reflected in the planet's health mm -hmm. so I think as well it's a good time now the planet is has this time to recover and we do as well mm -hmm. symbiotically together I think it's um I, I've been we thinking about hand in hand, aren't we? Yeah, hand in hand yeah definitely um so you know everything as far as I'm concerned of human health comes back to the gut it so much it comes to our gut to our microbiome to looking after that because it's our immune system 70 percent of our immune system as well as in our gut so we do have a way of defending ourselves through our um, innate immune system this is the first line of defense um so you know looking after the gut is so important as always yeah and so what with what specific things would you suggest right now because i know i when we had our we had a chat about this last year didn't we at one of the workshops yeah. and you suggested the thrive um oh yeah the probiotics, probiotics yeah, yeah um, that you can put into your food and cook with and everything so the spore based yeah they mm. actually get into the gut um, and they are able to colonize there, whereas a lot of other probiotics will get killed along the way through our stomach and not actually make it, or very, very few will make it into the 
into the gut where where they're meant to be. So yes, I've had the whole family on probiotics. So the Thrive um, one, is there any other? So Thrive is one uh, There's another company called Megaspore. Okay. Um, who also do the spore-based probiotics. So spore-based probiotics is what people are looking for. Yeah, definitely. I cannot tell you how transformative that has been to my digestive system. And I, you know I have a very compromised digestive mm. system. But they have, and, and I'm very vulnerable to, as I say this morning, I've got a bit of an upset stomach. And I know that is a direct reaction to the anxiety kicking in last night. Exactly. Because we have this, with the vagus nerve connects the brain to the gut. Mm. So um, if we are living through this anxiety and fear, it is going to compromise our gut. Mm. And that's where our immunity is. So if we're really wanting to keep our organisms in good health, working on that anxiety is so important and mm. taking it into a positive perspective thinking about the planet healing mm. thinking about how beautiful communities are coming together and all yeah, the, all i've signed up for the um there's a, a group called project five that are doing um coaching um well-being practitioners supporting nhs uh, workers and um i've signed up for that to do four hours a week and that for mm. me feels such a um, the right thing to do Amazing. and it's, it's all pulled together to do what we can at at this yeah. time and if anyone is interested if there's any practitioners out there you have to be insured obviously you have to have some sort of certification so I have my NLP um, mm. uh, certification and my master's uh, degree but you have to have you know some sort of coaching or um, NLP practitioner status but you can sign up and it's going to be offered to all NHS workers. And at the moment, I got an email this morning saying they've, they've got a thousand people, although 4000 people registered. So they're still requiring quite a lot more because obviously they want to cover the whole country. That's um, amazing. The NHS workers can, you know, get home off of a shift and go onto this system and go, I need to speak to someone now. I need to speak to someone who will just listen to me. That's and, amazing. Um, so, yeah, that if anyone wants that, um, just drop me a, a message on Facebook or private message me and I'll send you the link to, I have the email link that you can, um, they'll look at your status and then they'll, if you're the right person, then they'll onboard you onto the system. So yeah, I think that community action is great. And that's something that's amazing that's come out of this is people caring for their neighbor, don't they? You know, we had all those years about love thy neighbor. And, but we weren't talking to our neighbours. Hmm. And now I'm shopping for my neighbour. I know intimately what she eats every week. It's beautiful. <laughs> I really think it's beautiful. And I think when we bring our focus to those things, then we are calming down the vagus nerve. We're calming down that, you know, the sympathetic nervous system. We calm it down and we come into our immediate surroundings and what's going on with our neighbours, with, with our food and that can just calm down the nervous system and it's beautiful. Mm. Yes, because as I say, someone who's suffered with that, and I think it probably was triggered in those early days. Um, I was definitely had problems as a child, but it got much worse when I had this episode with um, my father being so ill. Um, mm. and I think it became a habit in my body. And mm. so it's taken me a long time to kind of get back in charge of that. But now I have awareness. 
I know what's happening. So when it happens, I'm not worried by it because because you, you can recover. Yeah. So when it used to happen, I'd be like, oh my goodness, now what's wrong with me? Mm. But oh, sorry, the dog's dreaming. <laughs> Could you hear? Can you hear him? <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> He's having a little bit of a dream <laughs> right by my feet. Um, but now I know what's happening and I and it doesn't make me anxious. So I knew that um, there was a problem um, this morning and I was like, oh, it's okay. It's because you had this anxiety over what's happening um, yesterday. Charlie's just come in to stroke Ted and give him some reassurance. So hopefully he won't have anxiety. Um, but yeah, so what foods, yeah. what specific foods have you been making? I know you said you've got soup on the go all the time. I've got lots of soups on the go because I'm um, sort of cooking up lots of veggie things and then we'll eat some and then I'll freeze some. Um, so I have... Oh, bless the freezers. Yes, bless Yes, definitely. Um, I've made a few green ones. A really good green one I made was uh, broccoli and then any kind of greens like kale or spinach or any greens that you've got in um, and frozen peas. And what kind of, because I do mine with, I've got like um, a vegetable stock. What kind of yeah. bait do you use? I use a um, callow. Mm, callow, yeah, that's what I use, yeah. 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 Um, so I use callow for rice cakes and corn cakes and they do all sorts of. That's the you know. one, yeah, I use them. Uh, yeah, blend it all up. So that's a really, really good green one. And then I make one with like lentils and sweet potatoes. You can add some white potatoes, um, carrots, and that's like a really stodgy one. And squeeze of lemon juice right at the end. That's a really tasty oh, wow. one. I haven't done that. That's so really good. I think I'm making that today, actually, so I can share the recipe if anyone. That would be um, lovely if you can share the recipe with us. That would be yeah. lovely. So, so one, my kids are funny about lumpy soups, so I, like, blend some of it <laughs> and give it to them. Really funny about lumpy soups. <laughs> <laughs> I like mine to be chunky, so I kind of, yeah. But it's easy to do both. Yeah. Um, and then we've been having smoothies, so lots of berries. Again, just stocked up on frozen berries, um, really high in antioxidants, really high in vitamin C. You know, just all the things that support our immune system. And then we can't we can't not say what about cake? Oh, cake! Yes, I've been baking because yeah. that is a massive trigger, as well as gin yeah. and tonic, only a tiny one. Um, so I've made because um, the parasympathetic nerve as well. <laughs> I made a vegan banana bread two days ago because I couldn't get any eggs. Right. So that was really good. And did that was that tasty? Because yeah. Christy, my daughter, um, has been practicing making vegan banana bread in Manchester, so that when she eventually can come home, she can make it for me. And it was. She said she really liked it, but her boyfriend Rory was not so keen. He wanted the normal one. Oh, no, it was really good. I shared that recipe. You share that recipe with us as well. I popped it on Instagram um, a couple of good days ago, but I, I can share that with you as well. That was really good. And what's the other thing I made? Oh, I made um, like an apple cake just because I had lots of apples in the fruit bowl that were going a bit soft. So it's lots of grated apple, um, ground almonds, eggs in that one. I did have eggs at that point. Yeah, eggs are rare now. Eggs, flour and yeast. Although I did find mm. that had all those things the other day. 
um, yeah. seem to be the things that were chickens. Um, I, again, Suzanne and I were chatting this morning, and she's definitely thinking of getting some chickens. If you've got the space, wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I thought a goat. Yeah, I love goats. Don't mean I'm gonna go mad and do something silly. So I'm gonna get goat. Apple cake making me hungry. <laughs> I know, sorry, Vincent. Because you can make these things and as you say, um you can make them with the things that are just starting to go on the turn. So there's no um waste. Yeah. Definitely. And again, with the banana bread, that was why, because I had, you know, some bananas that were going a bit brown. So it's it's just, I am getting so into complete zero food waste as well, which is yeah. so important. And again, it's another thing that we've been talking about for so long, but mm. are we actually practicing it in our daily lives? And I think this gives us a really good opportunity to focus on those things and really do practice those things. Yeah. Um, now, because... I was thinking this morning they um rather put out a um a general email update and they're still doing bin collections yeah but, you know if the poor bin men get ill which is you know they're highly vulnerable touching all those bins and you know mm. from all the different families you know we're really going to have to think about that aren't we you know mm. how can we minimize our waste mm. and i'm shopping very carefully yeah trying to not over shop, trying to just buy enough for the week and then thinking about the meals planning ahead of time. Yeah. I still want to have my cupboard, my baking cupboard stocked as say with almond, almond flour and coconut flour. My husband's allergic to nuts. So if I make things for him, it has to have coconut flour in, which okay. is quite heavy. It's, um, yeah. It's quite a heavy flour. It is quite a heavy flour. Yeah, that's quite a tricky one. It is, yeah. Um, that's quite a tricky one. Yeah, because I'm all gluten-free and pretty much vegan. Um, so someone's saying here, our bin man driver that collects our garden waste was ill with coronavirus, so no collections for a while. Yes, exactly. Um, so I love that idea about using um, – I saw this on, um, again, in my 30 minutes on Facebook. I saw people were using carrot tops and beetroot tops and um potato peelings to grow vegetables oh fantastic putting them in trays within some water and then you just put the carrot tops and the beetroot tops etc in the tray just the top sliced and then they were re-sprouting and then as soon as they start sprouting put them in the ground fantastic yeah that? i didn't know you could do that no i didn't know you could do that i've I'm seen people that it's not fake news now and someone's going to say to me that's fake news leslie you can't do it because i've actually got some i've got some in a tray <laughs> and <I'll, laughs> I'll in a few days if they oh it works suzanne tells me it definitely works good right. i'm hoping i hadn't been sucked in on fake news there and uh, I, and i've got a tray full of um carrot tops <laughs> because carrots are we go through a lot of carrots in mm. this and yeah. Yeah, great. That's really good. And um, yeah, I saved. Um, I had an avocado. I saved the pips. So I'm growing a plant from that. That's. Are you? Yeah. But how did you do that? How did you? You're going to have to suspend it above water. So half of it is in water, half of it's out of water, and right. it grows a root. And so the kind of the the water attracts it to. It grows a root down, and the plant comes up, and then you can pot it. Right, I'm going to have a go at that then because I I eat at least one avocado every day, and it's um, 
because it's good for my hair and nails and mm. you know and skin collagen and all of that kind of stuff and so yeah i'm gonna have a literally an avocado bed going on great put them all <laughs> come to me for avocados and oh. oh if caroline's watching jeff i'm gonna have some avocados for you soon so my friend caroline her, her husband jeff runs a factory where they do all the processing i don't know how, what's happening with that at the moment for avocados giving them longer life so it's um a pressure um it, uh, it yeah don't ask me it's technical but it's something to do with pressure and so it gives um things a longer life so he does that for avocados. I don't know how that's happening at the moment. He works for people like Pret-a-Manger and people like that. I'm not sure what's happening with that now. But if you need avocados, Jeff, I might be your woman. <laughs> so Daniela has frozen on us. Hopefully she's going to unfreeze in a minute. But we are coming to the end of our time today. Oh, oh, I can see she's moving on another screen. But on my screen, she's slightly frozen now. So that's been really interesting. So just to sum up then, so some of the things that you can do to um, look after yourself um, and um, at this time is very much those things about triggering the parasympathetic nerve. And um, we're not disturbed by things. We're disturbed by the view we take on things. And what, that's what we've been talking about today is about taking perspective. I'm hoping that Daniela might come back just long enough to say goodbye. But if she doesn't, it's been fabulous, Daniela. Thank you so much. Really love listening to everything. No, she's going to hopefully reconnect with us in a moment. And we always have a little technical hitch. It's kind of our thing. Um, yes. Enjoy your gardens and we're always around. Tomorrow we are going to be doing our normal live session. So we'll do our normal live session tomorrow at one. Hopefully lots of you can join us. And that's just a general chat about how our creative community are feeling and how we're coping. I'll invite lots of you on screen. So as many of you as possible come into Crowdcast. You will have received your... Um, email invitations if you're a pure member but if not then have a look um, watch us live on um, Facebook live it'll be live streaming and um, I think sometimes the connection goes down which is why because this, at lunchtime that's when America comes online I think so thank you so much Daniela for joining us today and We'll, what we'll do is we'll put all of Daniela's details up on the Pure Facebook page and we'll share them and we'll put some recipes up on our Pure Facebook um, and in our blog on our website as well. We'll put up some of Daniela's recipes and we'll put up about her Romanian retreat in September. Hopefully that's still going on. And we'll put up about her lovely, um, she does a... Um, 28 day cleanse but i think she might have changed that slightly but we'll put some information about that on facebook and on our website on our blog so go onto our website and have a look at that it says read and when you go on there you can read what we're doing so and caroline winter is now watching hi caroline and i was just talking about you and jeff and come to me for avocados because daniela's just told me how to grow them so bye for now and hopefully you found all of that helpful and as i say go to the blog on the website and to the facebook page and we'll post up some of those resources for you see you all tomorrow been lovely um 
sharing that time with Daniela. And thank you so much, Daniela. And speak to you all tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>